0: Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm James, not alone, Matsumata Magno. And I am Michael, island time revet. Oh, welcome home. Welcome home. Thank you very much. It's it's nice to be
1: back. It's kind of nice to be back. It's a little cold. We're supposed to be getting more snow tonight. Not crazy about
0: that, but it's nice to be back. People got to sort of be part of your adventure on last week's stream because I was by myself and I was still going to live stream the podcast basically by myself, but Mm -hmm. didn't want to be alone. So I found an Instagram photo of you on the beach playing with a monkey, which is very cute. And I put (laughs) that up side by side so people can. have. I loved it.
1: Actually, I thought that was actually really, really nice. It was a nice touch Um, and it was and it was that moment was one of the highlights for the whole trip for me anyway. So it was nice to see it was well represented.
0: Yeah, you know, and everyone knows you're having a blast with a really cool hat on, and
1: (laughs) (laughs) it was—it's funny that hat. So I had I had people asking, they're like, "What? What's with that the hat and the scarf?" And like, "What?" There's so much happening in this one photo. You got a monkey on your arm, and I was just like, "Yeah." So in a lot of these countries, and especially Dominican Republic and any of the countries in the Caribbean, probably you—you go on the beach or you're going anywhere, and people are like that's how they make their livelihood. Take a photo of you with this monkey, with this mm-hmm. hat, with this whatever. So the monkey, I just, every one of them I just fell in love with. I'm like, yeah, I need I need all the monkey photos. So, <laughs> And they're the cutest things. And it's just like, oh, I asked the guy, I'm like, how much to just buy the monkey? He's like, $7,000, it's all yours. I'm like, no, that ain't gonna happen. I bet you if you had a thousand dollars, the monkey would be yours without a doubt. But so while I'm there talking to the guy and getting photos with this monkey, this other dude walks up and puts that grass hat on my head. And then you owe him money. Now I'm like, no, no, dude, you, I, my hands are full. I'm not paying you a dollar. Cause you stuck some grass on my head. That's not happening. But, uh, it was awesome. It was, it was a highlight for sure. And, uh, had a, had a good time.
0: Beautiful weather. Very cool. I could tell that you got back. You streamed some games on our Twitch, and we'll talk about it later. But I could tell that you were a little jet It seemed like you were a little, a little tired.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely tired. Bounced back. I think I got back that I got back that night late. It was about midnight, and then by the time I streamed, I think you and I were talking a little bit about what we would do. Can we talk about you know something we're about to talk about? And, and I said, honestly, man, I got so much I gotta sort out. And I knew I wanted to stream, and I was like, I, I just don't think I can do it all today. I need to charge my batteries The travel. And even though it's only an hour difference time wise, a whole day of traveling was just kind of like, I hate, I hate flying and coming through customs and all that is just, just tiring. Not, yeah. It wasn't bad. It was an easy, easy trip, but just tiring
0: doing the whole customs thing. Travels hard, travels hard yeah, and through customs. So, well, yeah. let's honestly, let's get yeah. into the news because when you were coming back, some amazing things really landed. There was a Pokemon direct, Michael.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited. Okay, so we're going to kick it right off. We're going to you and I. The, we're going to chat about this. A lot happened. We all know there was Pokemon Direct. There was, I think, seven or eight glorious moments of Pokemon news. And 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 I will say, for me, I was kind of shocked with what we got. I did not expect to get what we got. I thought I was I was just kind of amazed. So people have probably seen this. We've talked about this. People have been talking about it since it happened. But we know the name of the new Pokemon Core games interestingly it's called pokemon sword and pokemon shield and this seems like a crazy like different weird name to me i don't know what they mean we can get into that in a little bit we also got the new starters which i'm again i'm so surprised we got the starter we got so much information we got score bunny which is the fire type and as described on the website a rabbit pokemon that is always running about bursting with energy (laughs) Then we got Grookey. He's a little grass monkey, a little chimp. He's a mischievous mischievous chimp Pokemon that is full of boundless curiosity. And I was watching somebody in there said, it is not a chimp. Chimps don't have tails. He has a tail. It's a monkey. I was like, okay. <laughs> so we could debate that. And then there's Sobble, water type, and it's a somewhat timid water lizard Pokemon that shoots out attacks as it hides itself in the water and we did a little you know once they came out we did a little uh, a little test a little we wanted to see what our listeners thought and with 40% out of 25 votes grookie was the winner they that came in number 1 with 36% we got score bunny and then last place 24% is the little sable now, in addition to starters and the name, we also got the new region, which is the Galler region. Uh, and people are saying the layout is kind of inspired by UK. I can see it. I can see sort of what what they're saying there. It's kind of interesting. It And it will not be the first time the regions were inspired by real-world locations. So it makes sense if that's where they, they pulled it from. We know the release date will be late. 2019, I think we all kind of assumed that was going to happen. Uh, going back through, I went through all the core games, and it seems like the last three or so have been November. So my guess is that's when we're getting it again. And now that we know those things, I figured you and I would want to chat. We want to just kind of break this down, give our thoughts. And uh, and what did you think? What did you think of this This very short Direct?
0: It was perfect. It was a perfect amount of time for the Direct Going into it, and I even talked, in, uh, talked on last week's podcast, where I didn't know if that would be enough time to talk about a brand new Pokemon game, Unleash It, into the wild, because normally a trailer is two to three minutes, and they spent uh, eight and a half hours when they unveiled all- Smash Bros Ultimate. So, you know, I was like, is you know, Sakurai going to come out and talk about it? I don't know. But they did a good job of segmenting the different areas and then unleashing the new Pokemon. They kind of did a trailer. Then they talked about the new region. They talked about the starter Pokemon. And they did it in a nice order, I thought. Because that's sort of how you're introduced to the game itself. And mm-hmm. they walked you through it. Odd that it's Sword and Shield. And they didn't talk about that. Mm-hmm. To me, this is the first time that they're not colors. Because they're always colors. I don't remember a, Pokemon, a core Pokemon title that's not a color. And I can't really think of what the crossover would be because maybe it's like arrow because normally what they do is they release two Pokemon games, which again, they're doing, which is interesting. And you and I talked about, I'm like, okay, why are they doing two? They could just do one, but twice the money, I guess. And then they normally do a (laughs) third one about a year later, which combines different elements and adds additional things. And that is some other color. So like crystal and some of the other yellow and some of the other ones have done that in between, but to me overall. I'm really excited. The look and feel is not photorealistic. It fits in line with... Now, you played Let's Go, so to me, it fits in line with that, but I think you could talk a little bit more about the aesthetics of the game. But overall, the Pokemon Direct, I was very happy with. I'll be buying it immediately, and more than anything, I was surprised that it is coming out this year. I know they said it but before, but I didn't really believe them, I guess. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
1: Yeah. I mean, I did. I played, uh, let's, I'm. Um, well, I guess I'm playing let's go Evie and it is, it seems from what I saw in the trailer. Now the trailer has banners all over it that say not actual, not finished. So, you know, people were really up in arms kind of about the look of the starters and how they're, you know, oh, they don't look quite right. Well, it's not even actual footage. So my guess is that it's going to be a lot, maybe not a lot different, but more different than what we saw that was actually crafted for the trailer. Um, but it is from, from the, the, the brief trailer and what looks like it could kind of be the actual footage to some extent, maybe not finished, but start of it. It looks more animated mm. as the less, uh, you know, the, the Pokemon, um, let's go Pikachu and Eevee are kind of I don't, it's not real, but it's a little more plasticky, a little bit more like rounded and soft, but it kind of has this sort of plasticky look to it. Whereas these feel more animated look to them, which I don't mind. It looks really nice either way, in my opinion. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited. It was funny because I went back, they did have, I went through all the ones that I've played and. It's funny that aside from as a core game, the only one I could think of that wasn't color was the most recent. And that was 2016. That was Pokemon sun and moon. Oh, it's that right. the only one that was color version. The rest are, you know, red and all the different colors, but I went through all the ones I played. We have red, yellow, Sapphire, diamond, white sun, and now currently Evie. Those are all the different Pokemon uh, versions. I've, been a part of, and it's it's kind of exciting. I'm like I'm I'm really happy to that this is happening again. I'm really happy with what I saw of it. Now, some of the stuff that I'm curious about is random encounters seem to be gone, which was something that they. Um, or, or seem to be back excuse me random encounters In seem to be back they were gone for pokemon eevee and pikachu and it was kind of nice when you saw the pokemon and you knew what you were attacking you knew what you were getting. now that it's potentially random again i, I don't know i don't know i kind of liked it felt more real i know it's a pokemon game but it feels more real when you see something and you're like that's what i'm going for as opposed to this this random chance. Um, Another thing is it didn't seem like any Pokemon were following the characters and it was kind of cute having Pikachu on your shoulder, having Eevee on your head or whatever. I kind of liked that and it didn't show any riding. Uh, Now Mm. I know this was crafted footage and and made to not give too much away. So during E3, we might see more, but that's something that I would wonder if it's, if it's going to happen again. Uh, another couple of things here that I've made quick notes of, there was, oh, I already said there's a lot of not actual game footage. I wish we could have customizable characters. Mm. It's something that I really would like to see. And that might be pushing it more into the RPG open world, which is what I, something personally I really want from Pokemon. I really want it to kind of go into this open world RPG game as opposed to a very structured storyline. Mm. So. I, I would love to see, like, create my own characters. I think that would be kind of nice. Um, and then then the name of the game is, is interesting to me. Sword and Shield seems so, I don't know, it seems so specific. Like, Sun and Moon is kind of like, okay, maybe the characters are based off of those things. Or, you know, Diamond and like all these different elements and you can picture it. Sword and shield is very attack and defense. I can't see what else mm. you would be talking about with those kinds of names. And they did show a part where there's a trainer going to battle. Maybe that plays a much heavier like, role in this game. I don't know.
0: That could be the... So I'm going through now. I played blue. I played silver, sapphire, leaf green, uh, diamond. Uh, I played... Uh, Heart Gold, Black, Y. So there was X and Y, which was before Sun and Moon. And I also played Moon. And then I didn't play Let's Go at all. So th- there is a there is a trend for the most recent ones, because between X and Y and Sun and Moon were Omega, Ruby, and Alpha, Sapphire, which were remakes of Ruby and Sapphire. So this could be a trend, but you're right. I think more than anything that we need to see are the... Um, the ultra, the mega like Pokemon that are in these, the the master, the big ones, basically the the ones that are on the cover of the game. So because the starter aren't going to be on there, which we all know. Grocky is going to be number one best Pokemon ever because it's a monkey. <laughs> and now we have a monkey that's starting. That's my number one pick. So I agree. I'm glad that it's a core title. So that means yeah, random encounters are back. It means that it's a it's a you start with the three starter Pokemon. It means that they're not following you around because the only core game that a Pokemon has ever followed you around is yellow. Which is the special Pikachu edition. So besides that, that hasn't happened before. So it's nice to see it go back to the um, to the core, and it's in the whole new region. So to me, it's a whole new, whole new game. And I thought the as, it's it's really when it made the jump from, let's say, DS or Game Boy to 3DS, and people wanted a 3D inspired Pokemon, I thought that they did a really great job making that 3d transition and not go too over the top and i believe Mm. they need to do that same thing here to start slower and i think that let's go is a good transition and uh, this one will be there before they maybe even go into the open world stuff which will be 2085 by the time we get an open world pokemon let's just be honest
1: yeah and i mean i don't mind the look i mean i love the look of Uh, let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee and and I really think that you know going into a Breath of the Wild look for Pokemon where it's sort of you're just open roaming around and that that's that still seems like it has so much potential where you're creating your own character and it's there it's now your quest like you're playing as a character in these games but what if it's you become that person now and now you're really trying to Craft your own person becomes more of RPG elements. Overall, super excited. Now you're obviously we know your character. For me, I am I'm, I'm struggling with the decision. It's definitely not it's definitely not Sobble. I know that for a fact. I'm not a huge water type Pokemon, especially mm. for the starters. I never start with so, like water types. I almost always start with fire type. Um, but Grookey is just so cute. I really liked him, and I've only done grass one time before, mm. but you're going to be grass type. So I'm probably most likely going score bunny to me. Sobble. I don't like the timid nature of that character. When he like comes out he's all cutie and everybody, I can see why that appeals to a lot of people. That's not my, that's not a character trait I want in my Pokemon. Timid is not a character trait I want in my starter. I want somebody that's like, it got a little more oomph behind him. You know what I mean. So, Score Bunny, I think, is going to be for me. I think that's the the way I'm going with it. But it ultimately decides on the the like the final evolution state. I got to see what are they going to look like. What you know, if if Score Bunny just falls apart in his later stages, I I don't know. It I, it's got to look cool. It's it's your your starter. It's got to look cool. It's true. So we'll see. I'm super excited for it. Now the other thing, and I know we're going to get to this. You're going to be telling me all about it. We got another official trailer for Detective Pikachu. Now, Uh, I, I gotta say, this is looking more and this is looking better and better every time I see it. I'm getting more and more excited for it. It seems so fun. It just seems so fun. And you know what? It reminds me of like it reminds me of when I used to watch the Ninja Turtle movies back in like the 90s, and it was just fun and crazy, and like there was music. And oh man, it just it gives me that sense of like nostalgia. And it, I'm really, really excited for it.
0: Yeah, this dropped and it showed up on my YouTube feed and I go, oh, you know, have her come watch this. You know, I made her watch the first one. I am still not bothered by Ryan, Ryan Reynolds doing the voice of Pikachu seems no. to fit in just fine. I like Ryan Reynolds a lot. And the all the Pokemon that are in the movie seem to really fit in with the identity of themselves. And their look and feel is really spot on. Again, Mr. Mime, just phenomenal in it, especially at the end of this trailer. So the whole thing to me really falls in line. It seems very action packed. There are going to be a lot of different Pokemon in it. I will say, though, that Heather was watching the trailer and she goes, it looks cute. I still don't really know what's going on because I don't know anything about the Pokemon universe. And I go, it doesn't matter. You're going to have to see it with me anyways. So it doesn't matter. But I will. I I, I thought this was a great trailer. It got a lot more in-depth about what's going on and a little bit more about like, oh, it's a bunch of Pokemon like in really great rendering. But imagine if this was the game rendering. Like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> One God. day. Yeah. Oh my
1: God. Some Someday. But I'm excited for it. I think it looks so playful. It's so fun. Kids are going to love it. I think adults are going to love it when they have to bring their kids to see it. I'm pumped.
0: I'm ready for it. Yeah. So go check out the trailer if you haven't. Let us know what you think. Hit us up on Twitter at Dispatch Podcast. Uh yeah, I'm 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 super jazzed. I'm I'm opening night. I'm gonna be wearing my Pikachu onesie. I don't have a Pikachu <laughs> onesie. So Jigglypuff onesie.
1: You'll have to buy a Pikachu onesie and then go. <laughs>
0: I, it'd be it would be great to do a, a Jigglypuff uh outfit for it and, and I couldn't even fit in the seat. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I or Snorlax like you take up like four seats yeah <laughs> the, the funny part about this trailer is you got a little bit inside scoop of this underground Pokemon fighting ring almost where Charizard was coming out to battle Pikachu and they were just going at it like Charizard just like crazy right and Pikachu's trying, <laughs> trying to like get his lightning working but he can't get it working <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, that wasn't in the original game ever. So I'm very, very skeptical to see how close or how different it goes off the script or how grungy it gets for being still a kid's movie at the end of the day, because it has to be. It's a Pokemon movie, right? I mean, although I will say some of the Pokemon animated movies, pretty dark. So there's some dark things.
1: I mean, even the concepts behind it. Look at Mewtwo. I mean, it's a genetically... Crafted Pokemon, like humans built Mewtwo, and and I don't think they shy away from some of the concepts there. And I think that, I think that's okay, right? I mean, yeah. y- you definitely have children still playing it, but the user base is probably not the majority is probably not children anymore that that still play Pokemon. It's probably we've all grown up with this. It's twenty some years old now, and and I would say that like it, for this to stay alive, you need to be able to main like appeal to children, but you still need to keep the fans that you've had for so long, I think yeah. there's got to be something to be said for that. And I think they're straddling that line. I mean, could you imagine how, if people are liking or disliking the way the CG looks for the Pokemon, you'd have to CG an entire city because nothing is as clean as it is in the Pokemon world. Like, yeah. those cities yeah. are everything's happy and go, you know, there's, that doesn't exist. So I, I don't mind there's being a little level of like grit to it. And I would really love to see that kind of like, yeah, Pokemon are normal. That that's a real thing. And, and this is the way the world works here. And I would, I would, I don't know. I'm excited to see more about it.
0: Yeah. I can't wait again. Day one. I'm in already going to buy my tickets. So <laughs> uh, well, let's get on to some uh, Nintendo news. Some really different type of news but nintendo japan has a updated recruitment page for jobs and you can learn about all the requirements this is all in japanese and i don't read japanese but it was translated to learn about more of what they're looking for in this recruitment drive for new graduates that are going to start in 2020 so next year they're starting a year out or so. so as they're graduating this year go in uh, and these are roles in game development, system development, network service, and all sorts of different roles. So this huge thing. And part of that for these candidates gave some, in, um, gave some information about Nintendo itself and its employees. So this is for Japan only. So the number of employees there about 2,271, which is pretty small. The average age of employees is 38.6. The average length of employment, which is mind-blowingly amazing, 13.5 years. Now, that could be part of the Japanese culture from what I know a little bit from when I worked at Canon. We went through some uh, training because Canon is a very uh, is a Japanese company of a lot of people go into a job and sort of stay there um, for a long, long for very different and kind of here in the States where people are jump around quite often. But I did like this. The average workday is seven hours and 45 minutes. That's cool. <laughs> uh, the average salary. Now, I don't know how this uh compares and where obviously if you're in tokyo it'd be more expensive than other areas but it's eighty thousand dollars that's the average annual salary so i don't know what all that goes so to me it was just sort of interesting uh uh, tidbits of information nothing really jumped out besides that. i love that you know people have been there for a long long time uh i know nintendo's a very very old company from its early days in the uh, trading cards Uh, so yeah, I thought it was just a fun, interesting article to read through. If you want to find a little bit more, or if you're in Japan, listening to this, uh, that might be something if you're, you know, in school, check out this, uh, recruitment page, we'll link it into the the show notes. So
1: yeah, it's kind of cool. Absolutely. It just seems like generally healthy work environment, right? The hours don't seem to be crazy. It's a, it's a, it's a very comfortable average salary. It's, you know, the people seem to be happy, the, the health, the age. Range, so you got people a little bit younger, but it's a, it's a fairly like mature, like work age there too, which I was kind of surprised. At. You're not like a startup where maybe it skews younger or anything like that. It seems seems pretty good. I was kind of happy with those numbers. Mm-hmm. um Now the next thing, I, it, this is a weird story. I came across this. I was like, I got to th- this is weird, but I I, I can dig it. I could get into more of this. So <clears throat> Nintendo, there's a current trend on. I don't know if it's a trend, but there's a currently on Twitch or not Twitch. YouTube, there's a lot of ASMR videos right now, and Nintendo apparently said, "You know what? This is what the kids are into. We're gonna we're gonna double down on this. We're gonna do an ad that kind of incorporates some of the 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 common things you would see in an ASMR video, and it's it basically shows this person hiking through the woods, working his way up a mountain or something, climbing. You know, you got the sounds of the birds chirping, grass crunching, things like that, and he gets up there and Pulls out his switch, takes a breather, pulls out the switch, plays some Breath of the Wild, which is by itself is a beautifully sounding game. Like the, the, the just the the sound design of it is wonderful and relaxing and just perfect in every way. And then, you know, it it has the ad. And even though it's about a minute and a half long, they even say, like, put headphones on so you can really appreciate everything that's going on here. And I thought it was really a weird, funny, strange direction for nintendo they always kind of are doing weird out of out of the box type stuff so to me it was a weird way for them to go uh but i enjoyed it overall i really liked it now if anybody doesn't know what asmr is asmr is autonomous sensory meridian response and the definition of that is it's an experience characterized by a static like or tingling sensation on the skin that typically begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and into the upper spine so you basically just get a feeling from things you may hear and a lot of those are soft scratches or whispers or something like that and that's what they replicate in this video um i don't know it was cool did you watch the did you get to a chance to watch it i did, did you have headphones on
0: i did have headphones on these headphones specifically which are my studio headphones and i don't really know much about asmr except for that it a lot of people are really into it, even on Twitch and YouTube. It's a big thing. I don't, I don't get it. The trailer was, I mean, the video was cool. It, it was like me hiking and then playing my Switch, and it was just the sounds and the soundscape around, uh, around it. So, I, I think it would be kind of interesting to have all the different games have these videos, yeah. uh, in general. I, I like if Nintendo does random crazy stuff, you know, as Nintendo, there's, there's Bowser's doing his own thing. And just who knows anymore really at this point, that,
1: bow, so. that Bowser is he's in, he's in control now and he's doing what he wants. Yeah, uh, It's funny. Cause I, for me, I respond to ASMR. It does oh. trigger it for me. So I get the sensation.
0: Not for me. And Not for me. No, you
1: don't, you don't get it with anything. Yeah. I will say that you gotta be careful what you watch because people just like everything else, they, There's some that do it very well. And then there's some that make it into a sexual thing. And it gets a little creepy, right? It's like, it doesn't, I think those people have made it seem like it's a sexual thing. And it is not Mm. because I've, I got it years ago. And the reason I realized I respond to it is I was watching somebody and he was ironing and it was the sound. It was just this guy and he was showing how to iron. He was doing it like super amazing. He had this old fashioned iron. It was him. Just standing there ironing an old shirt, and he's like flipping it and snapping it, and and the steam's coming off of it, and the sounds of those actions, it for me it it's it's a very extremely calming sensation, and it will put me to sleep. Um, and then the other time I was watching a woodworking video, and this guy was sanding,
0: hmm.
1: and he was cutting and doing stuff, and they they instantly give me that same exact sensation, and so. It depends on the trigger. Certain triggers don't do it. Like a lot of people like tapping or like weird. Some some of them are just they don't trigger me. This like the crunching and the paper and like the walking and the leaves and stuff like that does it's like a, it's like that sensation that triggers for me hmm. and the more you asmr you watch the more you realize oh this is a trigger this isn't a trigger and ultimately for me what i do is i'll put my headphones on and it puts me to sleep at night and oh. then my phone just turns off when it turns off or whatever but yeah it's interesting what if it works for some if it doesn't work for everybody though and uh, and i thought it was just such a funny weird direction for them so i applaud it and i would love to see because I do listen to ASMR, I, I'll be down for all Nintendo ASMR. Give it, give it to me. I'll, I will take it. Now, the one thing I won't take, and the one thing I, I don't want any part of any longer, and you and I had this conversation, when I play Tetris 99, and as you know, it's an extremely, um, the, the hard drop is a key weapon in your arsenal in that game. It is a, is a huge pro-level tactic. If I'm on my pro controller, the D-pad does not work properly. So what is happening? And, and, and I was like, great. I got a junkie pro controller. Wonderful. So I did a search. This is, this is an epidemic that is happening all across the country. People are having issues with their D-pad on their pro controller. And apparently, it's the design. The, the sensor design is faulty. So what happens is you go left or right. And in my case, I had, I used both fingers sitting on my desk going like this. No room for error. It's not like I could like hit the up. I literally just went like this. And I I tweeted a photo I for maybe, I don't know how many shows in that line, 10, I don't know, eight, more than half had a faulty read on the up direction. And for Tetris 99, that is a huge problem because when, <clears throat> when you do a hard drop, wherever that is, just drops into place. And as we know, that's that's a make or break in that game. So what I've started to do, and and I haven't I haven't taken mine apart yet. I'm a little hesitant because I don't play that much Tetris, you know. And I've never noticed that in anything else. And I think what happens is the D up direction. It's not a huge thing except for games like that, mm-hmm. Hollow Knight. I also use the direction, pad, the D-pad, but I never noticed it as much. I never noticed this issue. And maybe I just chalked it up to bad playing on my part. So the sensor, when you hit left or right, it has a tendency to also hit the lower part of the sensor on the up or down, I guess, potentially, uh, of the sensors. And what people are doing is they're taking it all apart and they're cutting little tiny strips of tape And they're putting it on all the lower parts Mm. of the circle where the the electronic sensor is. And so what happens is you have to very deliberately push now left, right, up, down. Mm. And it's no longer allowing for that to mistakenly hit the lower corner of the sensor. It seems to be a foolproof fix. I have no idea. I haven't tried it yet. it may be something I tried this weekend. I honestly don't know. It's not a huge thing in my world because I can just, I kind of forgot, but I can just take the joy cons off and use mm-hmm. the grip that it came with if I yeah. wanted to, but you're paying for a pro controller. I should be able to use my pro controller and have it work. Now, so
0: now I, I ran the same task. You can go into your settings and controllers and you can go through this test and you can just keep going and pressing all the buttons on it. Mine lawless. Perfect yep. pro controller. So go do it. Kind of give us some reports. You took a screenshot and sent it over to me, which is really, you know, really not great <laughs> to see. Mm. But yeah, give us a give us a give us a, a shout out if yours is on or not on. And I, I mean, I would assume that Nintendo would fix it too. You could if, if you open it, you're gonna void your warranty. But I don't. Yeah. There's only two little screws, so I don't know how it's. I guess it's just gonna open with those two little screws. There's no proprietary stuff, so. We'll link to not only that article, but yeah, the 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 article will show you how to undo it. So that that's crazy. But yeah, no no problems for me. Hence pro pro Tetris player over here.
1: That's so crazy. I, I would really be interested to see what the sensor layout is. And if they they obviously realized it was an issue and repaired it because you bought yours later than me. Yeah, this was sort of maybe a year ago. You got yours, I think, within the last what six months. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so somewhere in there, maybe they fixed the layout of the sensors and now it's no longer because. It's just crazy. It's crazy that it did that. And uh, I'll be interested to see what changes.
0: Yeah. So uh, also, if you open it up, be sure to tweet out some photos and let everyone know your craziness. Because you open up your Joy-Cons and you're just a madman over there. You don't even even care about your warranty. just open up stuff and
1: go to town. I fixed fixed my Joy-Cons too. So I had a a faulty, like the little latch that holds the Joy-Con on to the Switch was like rubbed off or something. So I bought metal ones and it was an easy fix and and it's been solid. Like it's like a rock now. It, it doesn't go anywhere. And it was a five dollar investment. It was totally worth it. But let's get on to some game news now. Not enough about my pro woes, my problems with the pro controller. I want to talk about Dragalia Lost. Now this was a game uh it's a mobile only IP from Nintendo. You probably haven't heard too too much about it because they, they don't they don't really talk about it too too much. But uh right now it has surpassed 75. 75- million dollars in revenue, which means it is beating both Super Mario Run, it is beating Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, uh, it is not beating uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, it's got a ways to go there, but it is doing wonderful. I think that puts it now in second place of all of Nintendo's mobile games. Uh, Japan makes up for roughly 65% of the revenue, with the United States in a close 18%. That's the closest. So you go 65 to 18, I mean, they love it. It is a long way from Fire Emblem Heroes. Fire Emblem Heroes is at $500 million right now. But in Dragalia Loss's defense, Fire Emblem Heroes has 40 countries that it's available. Dragalia Loss is now with a recent up with this recent update available in eleven, give or take. Yeah. I think it was eleven was the count that I got. Uh so I mean that's that's a huge disadvantage for them. And they're doing wonderful. Personally, I've kind of stopped playing it. I I just haven't done too much time on it i i think i made it up to like level 70 i got all kinds of all kinds of characters but the gameplay just became a lot of the same thing over and over they they do tons of updates they do tons of events but the event is kind of the same event with a different story and different skin. there's not a lot of change in it so for me i was just kind of like Man, Uh, I'm just kind of through with it, but yeah, it's, they're doing great. I would love to see this IP brought to a switch and get a full fledged game, Mm -hmm. but they're saying that that's not the intent. They do not plan on doing that, unfortunately, Uh, but I would love it. So hopefully we'll see.
0: Well, I know definitely some people on Twitter that were tweeting at us about this still not being available. I think they were in Australia, but it's now available in Ireland, the UK, Canada, Singapore, New Zealand, and Australia. Uh, so if you, you know, are in those countries now it's available to you. you and now that's a, that's a peculiar part about it is they slowly trickle it out. There's potential for even bigger revenue in those areas. So it's hard to compare one-to-one where if UK or Australia maybe catch on, it's just the next thing, then maybe it really boosts up the charts. So. We'll keep monitoring and keep doing some updates. But more importantly, Michael, we are recording on March 3rd, which is a very important day because I don't know how old you are, but however old you are, Michael, you were born on this day, uh, and Nintendo also, at the same time, decided for your birthday two years ago to release the Nintendo Switch. So first and foremost, happy birthday, my 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 love. Michael S. for <laughs> I appreciate you recording
1: thank you, this thank you yeah I mean how great for Nintendo to to do that for me to say you know what this guy you need to switch on his birthday March 3rd
0: <laughs> March 3rd so yes happy birthday I'm glad that you you know you were able to record a podcast still you know I wasn't <laughs> gonna make you do it on your birthday but you decided hey you know everyone needs it so we're on it. Well, I hope you're having a great you gotta give
1: birthday. The what they want. You got to give the people what they want.
0: <laughs> they want you. They want you and they want their Switch. So happy birthday, Michael. But also, yeah, two years in Nintendo Switch. I figured, you know, why not make the podcast even longer? Because that's probably the most important thing of the news articles. It's been two years since the Switch. And we've had thousands of games on the Switch now. And it seems like 20 to 30 games every week. It's doing phenomenal. But I figure we could just talk really quick about first and foremost, what are our thoughts? Maybe some of our favorite games and maybe talk about the future of the Switch or the the next thing coming out. So let's first start with thoughts on the Switch. Now, let's not go too crazy along. But what are your your, you know, first first two years with the Switch? What do you feel? I mean, this is real super
1: simple. I wrote down some ideas here. I mean, to me, hands down, Switch is my favorite system. It is without a doubt, it's what I play the most. Um, I, I absolutely love it. I bring it with me everywhere. I will say that durability wise, it holds up. I have no issues with portability. I just really, it is without a doubt my favorite system.
0: Yeah, same. I have sold every other console. So it's the only console I own now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, PC, I have my PC sure. where I play Sea of Thieves. But besides that, Every single thing is on there. And the reason it's able to do that is because it has brought so many of the indie titles that were on steam or on other consoles over to the switch. And now switch is getting even more exclusives that are tied with the PC. And we'll talk about some this week that came out that aren't available on other consoles. And to me, that is really, really rad. I love it because it is a console that I can take with me wherever I go. I can play it in bed. I can put on headphones. I don't have to bother Heather. I can stream it easily. The dock works great. Um, The controllers work great. The pro controller is great. Besides that, the durability has hold up besides my little kickstand, which I replaced (laughs) with the Nyko one, which still is giving me issues. I need to put back the older one. The only downside that I have is that my memory card is running out of space. I have a 128 and it is to the brim. To the brim. And I buy a lot of physical games. So... Just saying,
1: no. yeah, They're, they've been they've been showing a lot of cards lately on sale, so it's probably going to be time for me. I know we, I recently saw like a four hundred gig for I think it was sixty dollars, not bad. So I mean, it's definitely time to probably upgrade. And I and I've been reading like how do I upgrade this? You know how do I change this easily enough? So we'll see. I think I think it's going to be one of my next buys for the Switch is just a little bit beefier card. Now, how about for the future? What are What are some things, you know, we've had it for two years. We know that inevitably we're going to get an upgrade at some point. What would you like to see in the Switch 2.0? Well,
0: the one thing that I would like for them to continue to do besides new hardware is just to continue what they've been doing the last two years with the Nintendo Directs with the constant communication and the steady stream of games. I think we're going to get that. I feel like the last Direct was great. The last Indie Direct was great. This Pokemon Direct was great and trickling it out. The next console, next version of it, all I want is if they're going to do a whole new version or if they're not going to do a doc, I just want more connectivity parts for a system to let me chat. I mean, more than anything, I don't even need a new console. I just need better support for a friend system. I need better support for online gaming chat rooms. And notifications when my friends are playing, when I'm on my phone, just like when I'm going on Twitch, I can see when people are playing. That's really what I want more than anything. But if I had to pick, I guess it would be, I guess, a better designed dock with more functionality built in. I, f- I feel as if even getting in and out of the docks a little bit, I never know, really know where I'm aligning it. I can't see the screen. You know, I'm not you know pushing it in, getting the things in the back are a little bit odd, I wish that the Ethernet was built in. So just some things where I don't need to buy more adapters. But Honestly, besides yeah. that, because if they do have just a juice up, they're like, hey, we're going to juice it up so you get, you know, 60 frames per second on handheld mode just so you get on TV. That'd be cool. That means that you're not really requiring. It just means they're juicing it up with a new chip. But the one thing beyond that is that they should have a base council with more memory just built in just so people don't have to worry about it because these games are getting big and uh, 32 gigs. I think for the the parents buying consoles, that's always an issue. And I and I want you know, it to be easier to do that. But I, I don't know. I don't really I don't know much. What about you? If 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 we're talking 2.0, not just an
1: incremental upgrade, mm. which Nintendo likes to do, you know, I don't need any cosmetic changes. I'm I'm very comfortable, especially with my like little grip that I have for it now. I'm comfortable with the handheld. I can't see this being like physically designed in a way that hands like, I would be super comfortable holding, other than what it is right now. I really like its form factor. Um, if we're going if we're going for it though performance to me. I want this to be my all-in-one system. And right now the, 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 hardware is a limiting factor in it, right? I mean, we definitely will see things struggle to perform on the switch as it is. I want that to not be as big of a barrier to entry for these big A A list titles to come to the switch. I, because I want everything on the switch. I, it is the system I will play the most. I brought it with me on vacation. I play it nonstop and I want that to continue. So for me, if we're going 2.0, I need the performance, even if they, they can't, they can't break it up. So I know price will obviously have to be a factor, but I, I need to see more performance. And then I think a better, like you said, a better suited dock. I don't need, having an adapter to have wired is ridiculous um, that should be built into the dock, right? There should be something that allows for Bluetooth connectivity for a headset because the way it's right now, again, ridiculous. If you want to have a wired headset built, like jack, an auxiliary plug, great, but Bluetooth should be a factor. It should be built into it. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the, the last thing I was going to say, I, I don't know, I forgot. So apparently it wasn't that important. <laughs> but ultimately, I'm very happy with it. But I want more performance. I want to be able to play everything on this little guy. Yeah. And uh, and I'm, I'm super happy with it. Now, talking about games we're playing, I just thought maybe quickly we could just say, maybe what's our top five? What are some of the games that you just think, man, I've had a
0: great experience playing that game? All right. So let's go back and forth. Now, if okay. it's on your list, you got to call it out that it's on your list, though. So let's just get it okay. out of the way. Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's on my
1: list. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I mean it's it's almost the perfect game. I need and I didn't even finish it. I need to go back in and finish it. It'll be my um, I'll, I'll do it someday. Okay, so that's my top. That's my number one. Best I've spent the most time playing it out of any game in the last I don't know, long time since Pokemon Blue. Mm-hmm. And wow. Okay.
1: So Legend of Zelda obviously was on mine. We we can both agree with that. The next one is probably on. Maybe it's on yours. I don't know, and it may be a surprise for you that I am saying it because I'm not a huge fan of this series. Believe it or not, like I just don't even like the main character, and I know that's sacrilege, but I'm going to say it anyway. But Mario Odyssey is on my list. Like mm. it's a great game. I thought it was extremely fun, and I don't really like Mario. I I know that's terrible to say, being that we do an Nintendo podcast. I just don't like him, but uh, the game is just so well. Crafted, it has so much the the gameplay mechanics that are in it, it's
0: just fun, it's just a fun game. So, it should be on my list, but I still haven't played it yet. Oh my god, that might be even worse than me. (laughs) How do I do a podcast about Nintendo where I haven't played Super Mario? I own it, I own it, I own it, I own it. it. So, that's something um. I guess. (laughs) All right, next one for me. This is not on your list because you haven't played It's Lightfall, which is a phenomenal platformer game. I loved it. Absolutely delightful. Delightful. Buy that. Okay. All right. All right. So then I think for me,
1: um, this is a tough one. Okay. It's bumped to the next spot. Stardew Valley. I've been playing it a ton. I played it every, I played it the entire flight both ways i played it every night i've been playing it non-stop i'm loving everything about it i did play it during steam while it was on steam but i just didn't get as into it um but now it's portable it's on my switch again that sells games in my opinion
0: stardew valley amazing i own it i'm out five different times still haven't played it so there you go <laughs> uh next one a game that i have completed in full mario plus rapids phenomenal mm. Mm, yeah, I haven't beat that one.
1: It, it didn't make it to my list because of that. Like, I just didn't, I haven't given it enough time. But w- what I did play, I really liked. The, oof, the next one here, because uh, I don't have these in an order. So, me
0: either, me either, me either. Based
1: on playtime, based on pure enjoyment of what I'm getting out of it, I got to go Fortnite. <sighs> I got to, I just, I'm, I just always enjoy myself playing Fortnite.
0: Uh, so, I should put Fortnite on my list, but I didn't only because I figured. It's everywhere, and I don't. Yeah, it's it is everywhere. It and it's free. It's a great game, and I'm I'm glad that it, it should be on my top list because I'm glad that it's on Nintendo Switch. But I did switch it up, if you will, because the next one on my list. I know it's old school switching. <laughs> uh-huh, good one, James. So uh, you, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> uh-huh. the next one on my list, Doom. Phenomenal oh. game. Because this is a game that I didn't think was ever going to make it to the Switch. I bought it on the Xbox, didn't play it. I played through all of it on the Switch, and I was blown away, blown away by it. So it's, it's in my top, because I think it's just a phenomenal port of a game to be well done on the Switch. And it's a it's more of these types of games need to come to the Switch. It, it's great. They did a great mm-hmm. job. Panic Button. Love you guys. All right. So I've got two
1: more. Me too. Quick ones. Hollow Knight. That is on my list. It is an amazing game. It is a must play for everybody that owns a Switch. I mean, you can play it on other stuff, but why bother? Play it on the Switch. Support them. We've got a sequel coming out in not too long. Uh, Hollow Knight is just, it's a beautiful, beautiful
0: adventure. Own it. Haven't played it. Perfect. (laughs) Uh, Splatoon 2 is my next one. I played tons of Splatoon 2. I really enjoyed it uh overall i know that it, it wasn't one of your top games but i honestly believe that i played that game on online a whole lot and i enjoyed the constant updates and support that splatoon tune got yeah so there you
1: go yeah i mean it's not that i like that game a lot um and i played it heavy when it first came out and then it was kind of like just trailed off after that it was i don't know a lot of other stuff came out i was just kind of not it didn't get my time anymore and then the last one this one's a sleeper and 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 i know it makes lists but you and i don't talk about it and i've actually thought about streaming it from time to time just to kind of pop it back up into the into people's minds but golf story i it is such a weird if you like anything about like stardew valley it's got that same vibe to it it's such a strange fun little game golf story i think it's on it makes a lot of lists but it doesn't get talked about maybe yeah. enough um but it's it's just such an endearing little game and i had to i had to put that on my list i have to return to it it's been a while
0: i'm going through my i'm going through my switch and of course i love my celeste i love my snipper clips mm-hmm. i love my um uh bloodstained curse of the moon i love my mario karts i love my thumpers i love all myself but those didn't make my list even though celeste should have mm-hmm. because it's, that's a phenomenal game Here's my last one, Michael. Ready for it? I'm ready. Tetris 99.
1: Oh boy, <laughs> you can't you can't you can't knock me for Fortnite if your
0: Tetris 99 is on the list. <laughs> Tetris 99. Tetris 99.
1: Hey, I mean that's that's your jam though. You love you do love it, so I can't I can't fault you for that, man. It's all about what gives you enjoyment, and and that game does.
0: Yep, for you it's ASMR. For me it's Tetris 99. Well, let's get into (laughs) it, Michael. That has been our Nintendo Switch update. Now it's time for everyone's favorite, I believe, part Michael's Fortnite supply drop update.
1: (laughs) So we've got two stories. About the Fortnite supply drop. The big one though, season eight is here. We are deep in season eight. It started, it's amazing. I'm gonna just run down some of the quick little changes. I'm sure there's some real nitty-gritty stuff that I haven't even found yet because the map, the map's changed so much. It's I, I just kind of get lost now walking around. But some of the map features that have changed, there is now a gigantic volcano in the island and the map just spewing lava all over the place. It's 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 amazing. There's, uh, there's now thermal vents all over, so they kind of mm. like pop you up and you can glide from where you want, which is good because cool. you need a way to get around nice and quick. That's what that does for you. In Lazy Lagoon, there's now a new area that's got a bunch of little islands and a pirate ship. Um, and then there's another spot called Sunny Steps, which Aztec-themed temple, and it's got all like little tight corridors if you want to get in there with shotguns and just kind of go crazy. Some other little changes that with this pirate sort of themed – new season apparently. You get cannons and you, you mentioned it before Sea of Thieves, it they do, do similar things. You can either shoot a cannonball at stuff and blow it up or you can climb in it and shoot yourself That's cool. to a whole other area. And I did that and shot myself into the storm and then died because I didn't realize I couldn't like turn or cancel it. You can't cancel the, the shoot. You just you have to go. You're going. You're just in it. So in addition to those, you get 100 new uh, emotes and skins some of those are the ninja and a pirate which I'm currently rocking the pirate costume and you can also get a banana outfit if that's just your, your jam you want to be a banana uh, they did get rid of it I'm bummed about this they did get rid of the trolley the like the shopping carts and the X4 storm wing I personally really enjoyed flying the plane apparently a lot of people were really hated those planes mm. I don't get it I thought that was such a ton of fun but yeah. whatever People hate fun. Uh, and then they added they added party assist, which this is cool. cool. And you and I, have exper- we've had issues with this where we're like, oh, great. I can't see what you're trying to do. We're not on the same challenges. Mm-hmm. You can now share challenges. So our party is working on a challenge as opposed to you're doing yours. I'm doing mine. Yeah. Awesome. So we needed that. That's awesome. I love it. They did get a better in-game marking system. Uh, you can use your D-pad to kind of place these markers. I've been doing it the old way, using it on the map. I guess I don't. I didn't mean, ever really knew you could do it with the D-pad, hmm. but it all it marks it, but it also puts a more specific like, oh, hey, it's over here. Whereas before, it was on the compass, yeah. and it was kind of easy to lose it. And now it tells you the distance as well. So very, very, very nice. Uh And then there's some rumors that maybe kind of there's dragon eggs all over that are all over the island that these may be getting ready to hatch mm. and perhaps they got rid of the planes because you're going to be able to dry, fly dragons. Uh, and that awesome. would make, I wouldn't even care about planes anymore <laughs> if I get to fly a dragon. Oh, that man. would be amazing. That'd be great. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that would be amazing. And, and Fortnite, just a little note, is, is now 18 months old. So it seems, I don't know if that if that seems young or old to me, I, to me, it seems like I guess it's been around a lot longer. I don't I don't know. But I guess in game years, 18 months is a really long time.
0: Yeah, it feels like a Game of Thrones slash uh, Lord of the Rings slash Pirates of the Caribbean crossover. I jumped into season eight, got my battle pass going on. And yeah, I I mean, I just did my battle pass. And it's like, you already got like 200 more V. They just gave me back all my money. So I was like, all right, that seems fine. Oh, yeah. I don't even know but they're like oh did you play the last season like here's a bunch of more stuff and here's like already I'm like on level 25 or something I'm like all right, whatever yeah
1: it's awesome so yeah it's you really just cool. get all this stuff just because you played
0: yeah it's really cool I, I enjoyed it so far going in I didn't know about all these changes so I only played a few matches we'll talk about it later but yeah good stuff mm-hmm what's the last one yeah what's the next thing here
1: no so not so great is we you and I had discussed last week that the third that the switch is locked at a 30 frames per second which obviously is a disadvantage we were saying we broke it down how the game like the way the guns work you you just you're not doing as much damage with the weapons locked at that frame rate yeah. in a recent Reddit ama people asked the developers hey are you fixing this also do we get video capture back so I can show off all my sweet moves no. and the developer said no no. Basically, they said no. You're not getting it. You're not getting any of that. They, we have no, no desire to fix it. Apparently, but uh, on a positive note, they did say that they're planning to add in server-side replays, which I don't know what that means. But I guess you can also still show your sweet moves to people if if you get some of those sweet sweet kills. I don't, I don't know.
0: Sweet, sweet kills. But that's yeah. it. You have just been dropped. <laughs> dropped. Now the question <laughs> is. Did they fix the bug where even though you're at 30 frames per second, that your bullets are going to be slower? Did they fix that? They had to have. I don't know. Let's follow up on that for next week. Let's follow up. I think
1: that would be, I I don't know if that's a product, if that's a bug or a product of the different frame rates. I have no idea. Seems like it would be able to be fixed, but uh, you know what? Uh, You know, okay, one more side note, and then we get to best sellers. I, I want, I almost feel like Fortnite is is gonna say we're, we don't care about battle royale anymore. Like I could see this just becoming a first person shooter, and then then leaving battle royale, uh, like just leaving that, and that could be just a side mode. It's not the focus of the game. I I just play it to play the challenge. I play all of the other stuff. That's the important thing to me. Mm. And I'm guessing a lot of people probably that's part of the reason it's so popular because I feel like the, the the battle royale the need to be the number one it's kind of losing its luster and it just isn't really the focus as much fun as like collecting and doing all these other things. So that's just me. I I just don't care about the battle royale aspect of it.
0: Yeah. But
1: uh, yeah, that's my thoughts.
0: Let's get into those best sellers. Hit me, drop it on me, drop those best sellers. So as we do every
1: week, we run down the top 10 and this week in the number one spot, we have final fantasy nine. Then we have in the second super smash brothers ultimate. Followed by Undertale, then Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Minecraft, Just Dance 2019, Stardew Valley, Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, and Zelda Breath of the Wild. Rounding out the top 10. I'm pretty sure those are almost all of the games we listed in our favorite games. You're welcome, Nintendo. Uh, And then... (laughs) And then in the top 30, these games didn't quite make the top 10 yet, but they're new releases and we thought they deserved a little love. We have Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove in the 26th spot and Trials Rising in the 28th
0: spot. Yeah, I want to pick up that Toad Jam and Earl at some point, but uh, I had a different game that I picked up that did not make the top, but totally should have, which I've been streaming. We'll talk about, but let's talk about the new games that are out this week we got two games coming out retail. The first is RBI Baseball 2019 for 30 Bones. You can pick that up. Surprisingly, there is no online play, which is weird. Now, this is the same, basically the the only baseball game that's going to come out, the standard one that's come out previously on other um, systems. There is two-player simultaneous, so that's cool, but it's officially licensed. It's MLB. If you like baseball, not me, but if you like baseball, boom. You're good to go. The other one coming out on March 8th is going to be a 3DS title, which I'm pretty jazzed about. And there is a demo available, which is Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn. So go grab that if you're into Kirby and you're still playing your 3DS. Glad to see this is coming out. Uh, you know, supporting the Nintendo 3DS. And we, they said it was going to come. And it's totally there. And there's a demo. So go grab that.
1: Yeah. Now we got some digital downloads. Starting March 5th, we have 12 is better than 6 for $10. Bards Gold Nintendo Switch Edition for $8.99, but it's on sale for $8.10. Beat Cop for $15. Darkest Hunter for $5.30. Pillar for $8.00. And Unknown Fate for $15.00. On the 6th, we have Elevator to the Moon, Turbo Champions Edition for $15. On the 7th, we have Brave Land Trilogy for $15, and it's on sale for $13.50. Ghoul Boy for $10. Hard West for $18, and it's on sale for $16. Valley for $20. On the 8th, we have Assault Android Cactus Plus. For $20, but it's on sale for $15. Monument Builders Rushmore, $7. And Paperbound Brawlers, $15. And every week we jump back and we say what is kind of j- jumping out to us, what looks good. And uh what you got,
0: man? Well, obviously, Kirby is definitely a phenomenal game if you're looking for a great platformer and you're still picking up your 3ds. Uh, Besides that, there are a few we both agreed on beat cop coming from 11 bit studios is a very, very cool style and look, this game has been out though before on steam, but you play uh, a cop essentially and kind of this nonlinear story, multiple endings. It's in the essence of an 80s cop show, Uh, I guess, how, how would you describe the gameplay of this? You kind of have this overall map where you're a beat cop. You know, uh, like walking around and mm-hmm. trying to identify some crime that's occurring, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Putting yeah, out parking like violations. Game, kind of. You get to give up parking
1: violations and stuff. It, it looks super interesting. I thought it looked really interesting to me. Uh, I liked the vibe of it a lot. I thought that it was really the music of it. The tone of it definitely had sort of this 80s vibe going on uh yeah it just I liked it I think it's something that is worth looking into $15 maybe
0: I'll just wait till it goes on sale for
1: 10 but it's on the wish list
0: nice it made the cut yeah the other one for me there's two other ones that hit me one was unknown fate it is a very very strange first person puzzle adventure the graphics look crazy and futuristic. I'm not sure if I'd even like it, but I feel like we need to put it on my wish list. I don't know. But the real one that caught my attention is a a VR game that's coming to the Switch as a non VR game, which is Elevator to the Moon Turbo Champions Edition, which is a very odd name, but it is in a a puzzle, a point. they call it an old school point and click narrative puzzle escape room style sci-fi adventure. Uh, And it was a VR game on the Oculus Rift and, and and other VR devices. And this is that you are playing as this kind of space cadet. And you're commanded to get the president of the world uh, to the moon via this elevator and fix his elevator or bring down the elevator or do a bunch of things. The trailer is really funny. has very, really funny humor to it. I don't know what the gameplay would be like not in VR, like if you're not on Vive or something like that. I don't know. What it would be, I don't think I'll buy it, but I think it's weird and interesting that this game is coming to the Switch. But I don't know how it'll play. So I'll need to read some reviews before I actually get into it.
1: Yeah, that one to me, like. It looked like it could go really good or really, really bad very quickly. It definitely seemed like there was some humor there, but then there was some really weird stuff. I mean, going from VR to being a point-and-click, I don't know. I thought the same thing with Unknown Fate. I was kind of like, oh, that could be awesome or just a mess, right? Because it just kind of – it's one of those games where just there's a lot happening. It's very strange-looking. It's a little off-looking, but beautiful – but you're just not really sure what you're doing in that game. So we'll see how that goes. The other one that stood out to me that I thought was really interesting was 12 is better than 6. It just looks graphically very interesting. It's sort of a top-down. You're playing as this cowboy going through the West, just blasting people. And it's basically blue and white sketched elements. Everything's drawn. It looks like you almost drew on you know, uh, like loose leaf paper or something like that. It's all just blue and white sketched out. But then where you shoot, you get splatters of red everywhere. Super graphic looking, super interesting visual style of this this cowboy shooter. I, I think it's really interesting. I think we're going to talk about this a little bit more because it, it looked very reminiscent of a game you've been playing recently. And it kind of had me at the same, it gave me the same feeling as that game. So it'd be interesting to see how those two compare. But yes, 12 is better than six was one for me and beat cop. cop. So that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing?
0: Yeah. So this week I wasn't playing a lot except for (laughs) one game. Well, two games, I did play some Fortnite, uh, which was, which was fun. I mean, I got the V bucks. I got the battle pass. I did the thing. It's Fortnite, cool new stuff. You broke it down already. I don't think I need to talk too much about it but i love monkeys i'm very excited about it and last week i talked about a game that i thought i was gonna pick up because it looked graphically intense kind of cell shaded top down uh very brutal and interesting and all over the place it's called ape out i've been streaming it on our on our uh twitch channel and i've almost beaten all of it so the game itself i think is about two to three hours but ape out is a phenomenal phenomenal game i am loving it i love games that aren't that long to begin with but you play as a huge ape a huge gorilla and your job is to get out get that ape out of there michael get it out wants to get out it's in captivity i don't know why people are holding it hostage and you need to escape from all of these different scenes and scenarios and the first one is you're inside of like a medical center where they are experimenting and Nothing is real; it's all like very cell shaded, cutout characters. Beautiful art style. The music is phenomenal. It goes to what you're doing. So when you, when, when um, the the scenes are changing, like there's huge graphical overlays of of like you know of of the name of the chapter that you're in and what you're doing, like going downstairs, it's like pop, 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 and then there's these really cool cut scenes almost uh, that you play through where things are happening so the lights might go out and it's like da-da-da-da-da and it's following you through these hallways. Uh, to me, it's just really, really fun and there's only two buttons in the game that you need to worry about. It's the triggers, left and right, and the trigger on the right, you take the ape and you push forward and you uh, <laughs> you just hit the people and they're all like trying to shoot you and kill you. You get three shots and you push them in the wall and they explode. <laughs> boom. Or you can push them into each other Or you can grab them with the L trigger, and they're trying to shoot, and they may shoot at other enemies. You can use them as a body shield. There's some puzzle solving that goes with it. The levels are mostly randomly generated, but some things are the same in them. So there might always be some same things, but they are different. If you die, you go back to the beginning uh, and play through it again, and usually... In a chapter, there's 16 segments broken up into two parts. And you go back to the just chapter that you're on. So chapter one, two, three, four or whatever. I've been having a blast. I've been loving the music, been playing just through it. The scenes are fun. It's frustrating. It's fun. It's uh it's got some challenge. Uh it's funny. The little sounds that people make are ridiculous. I, I've been I've been really enjoying it. So it's it's a blast. So yeah, that's, that's yeah, a game.
1: and I watched you play it a little bit. I mean, it, it it looks fantastic. It play. I like the music. I like the gameplay of that. It really looks interesting. It was a lot of fun to watch. And when you're just smashing people to bits, it's pretty crazy. So, it definitely looked like a good game. Uh, so for me, like I said, I've been playing Stardew Valley, which I I love. I'm almost to my first full year in game, which is exciting. I've been seeing a lot and doing a lot of stuff in that, but. I decided to say, you know what, let's try Deltarune chapter one. Let's it was a free chapter. It's a free game. You just jump on there and you get on it. Now I had never played Undertale, which is, is a an extension. I don't think it's a sequel. It's just an extension of the the universe. And do I I don't know. I uh this game is a, it's an RPG and you're jumping in and and I think if you've played Undertale and it does say that in the beginning. It says, "Hey, you know, this is kind of built for people that have, they know what's going on. They've played some Undertale." Do you, do you want to check it out? Do you want to buy it? You can do that too. And and I said, "No, I just want to play this game." And it looked um it's different. there's certain the, the pluses. There's certain Really interesting things about this game. And I know you watched me play this as Mm -hmm. well. There's certain mechanics. The battle mechanic is really interesting. You essentially don't have to kill anybody. You can, you can, um, if there's an act uh, option and you basically are doing acts of kindness. And that is what sways them to just say, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't be attacking you right now. I'm going to go. I'm just going to leave. And they'll just leave. They'll like take off. Uh, or you can opt to kill them if that's if that's your prerogative. But I was just hugging people. I was like complimenting. I was flattering and flirting. And eventually, they're just like, "Yeah, I don't like my boss. I'm just gonna I'm gonna take off." Hmm. The writing style of it is funny. The the overall banter between you and some of the characters was funny. It was interesting. I gotta say though, I played. I don't I don't even know how long chapter one lasts. I played an hour and a half of it and I was just done. Like, I, I, I just was like, yeah, I I got the gist. I mean, I don't, I lost interest. You know, I just kind of was like, I'm not really feeling this. I don't really enjoy this anymore. And I just turned it off. And, uh, I think it was, it's, it, it, you know, watch the stream. It could be definitely something that really appeals to you as a player. It just doesn't appeal to me. Mm. And so I just had to say, um, no thanks. Maybe if you played Undertale, maybe it would be totally different. I don't know, but it just it just wasn't that enjoyable for me.
0: Yeah, I watched you play it, and about a half an hour in, I go, oh, I'm gonna turn this off now. It's probably yep. why I didn't have anyone exactly. watching. Everyone was like, "Oh, it's boring." But I I didn't play Undertale, you know, at all. So I I don't know. Maybe Undertale is exactly the same or has a lot of similarities, and people are really into this narrative driven thing. But to me, I. I, I couldn't get into it. I go, I know it's free, so that's at least good. So you can give it a try. Maybe you're super into it. If you are, let us know why you like it. I, d- I don't know. It's not like you overall yeah. you enjoyed it, but it just didn't hold you or make you really want to play over and over again.
1: There was, yeah, there was some stuff I really thought was like real. I loved the mechanic. Like to, in order to, you know, in a, in a lot of these games, like a Final Fantasy, you do your attack, they attack you, boom, boom. You're just transferring a hit. And this, you actually have a you have a an, um, an active role in defense because you they they put up this thing and it's your heart, and that heart is your hit points, and you avoid attacks as like your way of defending. So essentially, mm. you you could go through the game and never take damage if you're just that good. And I thought that was really interesting. I the the gameplay is really interesting and the story writing was funny. It had some funny stuff about it but it just I don't know why it just was kind of boring. It was just Mm. the pacing of it and maybe it was like the story was just getting going and it was just kind of oh I'm done. I'm over listening to this. You know, I get it. You guys are bantering and it's funny but ultimately I just wasn't enjoying the game Mm. so I don't and I didn't like the art style. Mm. It doesn't appeal to me but I know there's there's a cult following behind Undertale and I'm sure people will love this as well. It just was not for me. And I don't think it streamed well either. I just don't think it was that interesting to watch. So even though I was trying to do... I was reading everything. That's what I was saying. I was getting exhausted playing because I'm like reading and I was doing characters at one point and then I was just <laughs> like, I'm not
0: doing this. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed you doing that more than probably watching the <laughs> yeah. gameplay. So yeah well there you go i guess that's that's something then. <laughs> yeah. all right well i think that's going to do it we've gone really long i didn't even think we had anything to talk about today so uh thank you for spending so much of your time on your birthday michael um chatting with me and our and our listeners Appreciate yeah. that. no
1: problem i was happy to be here
0: well of course everyone can find us on the internet go to nintendodispatch.com for all the podcasts all the awesome things You can find us on Twitch, streaming games, and this podcast. We stream about 5 p.m. Pacific on Sundays. Go to twitch.tv slash Nintendo Dispatch. Of course, we tweet that out from Dispatch Podcast, so you can go ahead and follow us whenever we're gaming or wherever we're streaming. Whenever a new podcast comes out, we let that be known. You can follow me at James Magno at Revet, And if you want to chat with us in Discord, you can do that as well, especially when we're doing the game streaming or, or when we're um, podcasting it up and chat about the latest things happening in Nintendo World. We did that during the Pokemon Direct. So head over to nintendodispatch.com Discord or find the links in the show notes below. Thanks for tuning in. And this has been your Nintendo Dispatch.